Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledyard and Trevor Sikama. I'm John. He is Trevor. We are members of the Draft Network, as you've heard previously, if you've listened to us before. If not, what a shame. But also, what a blessing, you know? This is your first experience. Trevor, it's like when people say, you've never seen The Office? You get to watch it for the first time? That's us. That's That's, us. That's what this is like. So if you're just listening to Locked On NFL Draft for the first time, Welcome to the show. Welcome to a life-changing experience for you. And what we hope will be a lifelong commitment. I was just thinking about what you just said, where you actually introduced yourself as I'm John, he's Trevor. How many people how many people do you think got into like multiple episodes of the podcast not knowing which was which? That's actually something I've never thought about. Yeah, also, I, you know, I just thought of it now that you said it right yeah, there. I've never thought about that. There might have been people who have been, who were big fans of us who didn't know which voice is which. Like, so wait. So, so Trevor, so John's the one, Trevor's not, Trevor's the one with the high pitched voice, not John. <laughs> Man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for people, <laughs> for people who don't know, podcast, uh. <laughs> look at our iTunes reviews and people will see what I mean. Somebody put in there, Trevor's voice is so high pitched. <laughs> I, like, no. I don't even think it is. I don't I would I, I would tell you if I thought it was like when I, would I get excited, on. man. You know the voice; it's just gotta you know it takes on its own form. It wouldn't yeah. be where I would take my first shot. Let's put it that way. I would I would pick something else, not your hair, because that's gonna come back gloriously. But talking about running backs this week on the podcast. Last week we talked about quarterbacks. Before that, we did all the defensive positions. We've had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it's it's forced us to get into the tape heavy, so I like that. Today we're talking about Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma, Damian Harris from Alabama, and yes, and Kentucky's Benny Snell. So we're spreading out the wealth a little bit, going with some some names you definitely know, some names you might not know that much. Who do you want to start with? I mean, do you want to start off with Anderson? You want to start yeah. about talking to talking to the top guy? Let's go. Oh, so he's your you, top guy. So we're already throwing it out there. All right. Well, I mean, we're three people in, and you're gonna probably figure out throughout the course of this podcast yes. that I'm a big fan of Rodney Anderson. I mean, the guy has so much of what you would look for in a what you would call like a bell cow running back. And I, I'm not even somebody who would say that having a franchise running back or bell cow, whatever feature running back, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is even necessary. And we'll get to that actually as I kind of talk about Damian Harris, who I also like, but. You could hand the ball off to Anderson, and he could beat you in basically every way that you would want a running back to beat you. I mean, there's Oklahoma, because of the offense that they ran, because it was so dynamic with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback, ran a lot of spread concept stuff. So they've got they've got pulling off offensive linemen all the time. They're running split zones. They're running calendars. And when you see a running back of the size that Anderson is— Sometimes you have a tendency to think, okay, this guy's an athletic freak, but how's his vision? Like he's probably just a guy who's just going to like power through you, maybe beat you with some speed too. But I kind of really do see it all with Anderson. I think that because of all the moving pieces of that offensive line when they when they go to the run game or when they have at least last year when Baker Mayfield was a quarterback, um, Anderson had to be patient. He had to be patient quite a bit uh, with some of those pulling offensive linemen. I thought that he, he did a really good job waiting for his blocks to set up, running behind his blockers, knowing when to cut, knowing where holes would be. When he when he saw the hole, when he saw the opportunity, he, he did a good job of putting his foot in the ground and going exactly where he needed to be. He had good burst after that. Obviously, a guy who can run through with some power. 
He runs aggressively. You're not going to be. I, I don't see a lot of plays taken off from him either. Like it's not like sometimes arm tackles can bring him down. Sometimes they can't. If you don't bring your all, you're really not. Just, you're just straight up not going to bring Anderson down. And so, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what you think of it as the eternal pessimist that you are. But <laughs> I saw a lot of really good things from Rodney Anderson coming right in my neck, man, on a Monday. Jeez. Uh, no, I mean, he's a stud. Like, yeah, you said it. I I don't have a lot of big issues with Ronnie Anderson, to be honest. My my one, I guess, since you really want me to go the negative route, I'll say that I think his vision is good, but, like, I do think he has very clearly defined space to run to initially a lot of the time. But when he didn't, he still did pretty well. Uh, so, you know, when, you, when I watched him, I was like, this guy's, I don't think he's a great athlete. But then the more you watch him, I think it was Kansas State. Was it the game-winning touchdown where he found the corner? Yeah, he just he like can. took off, and I was like, "Whoa!" And I remember watching it live, and I like yelled. I was like, "What?" Like <laughs> he found the corner, he bounced it, and I was like, "Oh, he's running out of bounds!" And then he just like cranked it upfield, and I was yep. like, "Okay." There was one against Georgia that was like that too, where yeah. he almost like it, it's like an off-tackle run, so he's to the outside. I, I think. The safety had a good angle on him, and I was like, oh, okay, good run. And then he just blows by him for, I think, what was a touchdown. And I was just like, oh, all right, these guys got speed too. You know, he's a six foot one, six foot two guy, 220, 225 pounds, and got speed too. So that's the thing. I, I will like, say, though. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. Tell, okay, tell me okay. what you're going to Because you sound like I, you were going to say something negative. I want to hear it. I was. Well, I was going to say, I don't think he's, I don't think he's bad in pass protection, yeah. but he's not nearly as confident in pass protection as he is when he's running the ball and that's yeah. that's a natural thing with running back so yeah. that's not too big of a deal because but it'll be it'll be important part of his eval team right about it. and the reason why i think it's 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 i guess i'll say more important for rodney anderson but i don't know if more is the phrase that i want to use but because of his frame because he is that big because he has the weight and the, just the overall size to be able to take on a lot of different defenders who could be coming out of defensive ends, linebackers, even interior guys. He has that kind of a frame. You want him to be fully confident in that because he has the frame to do it. Some running backs don't have nearly the frame that Anderson does, but you can see uh, either better technique right. or just more confidence with, with run blocking and or pass blocking. And I didn't see a lot of confidence from Rodney Anderson. So I just hope that he develops – Certainly, the the technique for pass blocking as it, as he grows into his position and who he is as a prospect and even in the NFL. But I hope that just gives him confidence too, because you see this dude run with a ton of confidence, and he seemed much more timid when in pass blocking, which is understandable. But it was something that that I noticed in that regard. Yeah, contact balance is excellent. Uh, I thought his honestly open field elusiveness or even just difficulty in bringing him down in the open field. He's got a stiff arm ready for you. He's surprisingly quick on his feet in terms of being able to juke you out, uh, create good. extra space for himself. Um, I don't think his burst is elite, but it's definitely good enough. And at times, sure, you know, the yeah, flashes are really, yeah, the flashes are really, then the flashes make me lean elite. And then I don't feel like he runs that explosively all the time, but man, he's hard to bring down. No question about it. Runs behind his pads. Um, I think he is patient for the most part with his blockers. There's some finer points to playing the position that you'll see him mess up. I remember they ran some speed option stuff and he was too close to Mayfield and the distance didn't really stress the defender that they were, they were reading in that situation. So I think that 
he needs to improve at some of those aspects. Not surprising. That was his first real action on the field. He played in two games the year before, only had one carry. So this was his first real action out on the field last season. Um, I think actually two years before was when he played because he got hurt in 2016. Um, I think that all the tools are there for RB1. I really do. Like you said, pass protection has to improve. Some finer points about the game have to improve. As a receiver, I think there's things you can improve, but the dude caught 17 passes, averaged 16 and a half yards a catch, and scored five times. Yeah, I I think stats for stats for running backs when it comes to like passing, like judging how they might be in the passing game are a little tough to judge by yes uh, you just kind of got to watch him you've got to see yes. because sometimes running backs just don't get the opportunity to catch the ball a lot sometimes right. it's just a thing but when i watch anderson catch the ball i think he's plenty natural enough to where it could be a skill that you use him with yeah and i think fi- you know finer points of like running routes and things like that definitely need some work oh but sure yeah yeah, yeah. At, but to be able to create with the ball in his hands and to be able to get vertically i think it was texas te- uh, texas christian where he got down the field beat somebody down the field, man coverage down the seam, caught one over his shoulder, just a real natural, like, whoa, running back making a play that, that far down the field. So you got to, you got to say TCU. Sorry. What did I say? Texas you, Christian. you said Texas Christian and it just sounds like a D three school. TCU. When you say it like that, you the just got frogs. Cause I feel like every time somebody says to me like, yeah, they were playing Texas Christian. I'm like, all right. So what week one, the week before rivalry. <laughs> Why week? are they what playing D three schools? Yeah. And then they're like, no, no, no TCU. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right, right, right. Oh, powerhouse. Yeah, that's right. No TCU. Orange he frog had, juggernauts. He actually destroyed TCU the first time. My goodness. 23 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns, five catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. That's like the best defense they face too. No, dude is seriously talented. If there's a running yep. back, I, I honestly, I'll be honest. I don't think there's many running backs with a chance to go in the first round. He's the guy. Yep. I, I think yep. that's going to become clear this week as we talk to everybody who doesn't know our position on Ronnie Anderson. But to me, he looks like the closest thing to the guy. How about Damien Harris? He's been talked about in that range for some people. I've never felt that highly on him. People were acti- said they were really surprised when he went back to school. I wasn't that surprised when he went back to school. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good back. I think he's probably going to go somewhere in the top 100. I just don't think it's going to be in the top 50. I don't I don't know that those kind of traits are there with him. You yeah, know, I, I think Damian Harris is a solidified day two guy. And I, I wasn't always like that. Two years ago when Damian Harris was flashing at Alabama, I thought like, wow, this, this dude could be really legit. And I think Damian Harris has a lot of characteristics and a lot of skill set of, of a running back that you would that you would covet in today's football. I think that Damian Harris is going to be a top-tier piece in a committee, like a running back by committee. Um, is there such which, a thing? What do you mean? A top-tier committee running back piece. Like, I think that, for example, okay, so I'll explain it like this. I like a lot of what Damian Harris does. I think he has a really well-rounded game. I don't think he's in the athlete that you would want to just like have as a total feature running back. Yeah. So in that sense, he's not a creator to the to the extent. That I you mean, love. like I think he's a creator, but like I think he's a creator. Like for example, if he's got somebody in the open field. I trust that Damian Harris could be a guy to like put his foot in the ground, make somebody miss. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. There's a creator. There's a couple extra yards, but I don't really like see him making one dude miss. And then like home running down the field. I think he'll get caught eventually. Right. So when you see there's a limitation to his, to his ability to create. Sure. And, and NFL teams, 
those kinds of guys, and the reason why I say the committee thing for Damian Harris is because I feel like the NFL always tries to replace those kinds of guys because they yeah. want the guys that can make the home run. They the want to try to Andersons. find guys that are What? The C.J. Andersons. Well, yeah, I mean, basically. Actually, you know, like, good C.J., good not CJ? a bad Damian. Yeah, Like, right? good, good C.J. Anderson, not a bad comp for Damian Harris. I agree. Um, so that's actually a good that, – that's kind of a good way to put it because I think that Damian Harris is going to be somebody that you look at in the NFL and you go – we could always replace this guy with a better talented guy if we want to invest a really high pick in, or he could be a piece that we really like in a committee by like two or three guys, and mainly two because I think Damian Harris does enough things well to where you could just have a two-headed rushing attack with Damian Harris being one of them, and maybe uh, more of a like a scat back, like somebody like Tariq Cohen or something like that being another one. I think yeah. Damian Harris does enough stuff where he can handle most of the load elsewhere. I think his game is really, really well-rounded. I just think the ceiling of it, um, you can kind of see it. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, not a high upside prospect in any way, shape, or form. Uh, talented, certainly. Uh, you know, a guy that's going to run on structure most of the time, patient, um, don't doesn't have great burst. Pretty tough after contact, I think. You know, I, I think know, I think he's tough. I think yeah. he's got good balance, I think too. So. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I wrote his, in my notes his for His frame him. is... His frame is really well filled oh, out. His legs are tree trunks, man. Like he, yeah. he's got some he's got some thighs on him. But I, I wrote contact balance is impressive. Absorb shots and keep moving. Drops his pads through the hole. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think he's savvy enough to make plays happen as a receiver, but it's not going to be anything spectacular. Uh, his ball security is excellent. One area I was definitely disappointed in him, actually, is pass protection as well. I thought he was bad in pass protection. Uh, a lot of dropping his shoulder, throwing his body at opponents, not squaring up and punching. He got knocked back a lot. Linebackers gave him a tough time one-on-one. Um, I think Roquan beat him for a sack, if I recall correctly, um, or wow. at least a pressure. I know Roquan, was a, he was a very good blitzing <laughs> linebacker, for sure. Yeah, but like, yeah. you, if you don't think you're going to face those in the NFL, man, like you're going to Sure, obviously. Yeah, so, right, he's an NFL player. Yeah, that's that's an area of his game that I think – and he was on the field for a decent amount of third downs. Um, you know, it wasn't like Bo Scarborough or any of those other guys were like the third down guy. Like Harris was out there, and so he's getting those those reps. It's not like Nick Chubb where Chubb wasn't getting those reps, so you didn't know how he'd be in pass pro. Um, you know, so – Anyway, I was a little bit uh, I was a little bit disappointed in that part. Um, his role as a receiver is pretty simplistic. Uh, not much downfield stuff like we were talking about with Rodney Anderson. Uh, not a guy you'll like split out wide and like expect like a Le'Veon Bell type. But that's okay. I mean, like you said, this is a guy who can be a great part of a backfield. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to be like a top five, top ten back in the NFL. Like I no. don't think that's in his wheelhouse. No, and I, I don't know. Like maybe a handful of years, he's a top ten back, but it's not like a guy. Yeah, like you like you said, like a consistent thing like that. I I truly you saying the CJ Anderson like good CJ Anderson. Yeah, I I really like that, and that's not really a knock because I really enjoyed CJ Anderson when I he was on a roll in, yeah. in Denver. I agree. Yeah, and he's been pretty. I think David Harris has been super healthy too, so that's good because he's ran for over two thousand yards twice at Auburn or at Alabama. So you know, typically a little wear and tear on those tires, but yeah. it really hasn't taken him many carries to get there. Only hundred, only 100, 327 carries in his career at, at Alabama, three years. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he's, and he's been very productive uh, per carry. And obviously, you know, that offensive line's got like four NFL players on it. He's, they're not going to run him into the ground this year no, either because right. they've got Najee Harris got and Jacobs. And Jacobs. And, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, he'll get uh, he'll get enough rest, but he'll probably be the guy there too. So it's it is a big year for him. But again, I don't know that he'll prove a whole lot that he hasn't, except pass pro, pass pro, pass pro, pass pro. That's where I want to see him really improve. Okay, Benny Snell, 
to me just yes. not not a not a huge appeal you know I, do i think he runs tough yeah absolutely but not even as talented to me in a raw sense as harris like a poor oh, man's no. harris almost right uh is that too harsh i don't like even a, know if it's too harsh i just would like that's not you just like get, i wouldldn't even compare okay. their running styles at all you just think i just think snell is like athletically burst acceleration doesn't get through small creases is slow to hit the hole i don't think he was super decisive not really impactful at all as a receiver um to me i here's the thing when your calling card is being a physical runner which he has the frame to be at 5 10 223 pounds he looked big yeah like he's thick i didn't think he was as big as uh as harris though to be fair um but when your calling card is being a physical runner, mm-hmm. I feel like you have a low ceiling typically in the NFL unless you are like Marshawn Lynch type. You know what I mean? Like sure. if it's your primary thing that you're good at, you're a physical runner, you're a short yarded guy, you're a grinder, you basically are either that or you are a violent assassin as a runner. And that's <laughs> what, to me, that's what Marshawn Lynch was. Like Adrian Peterson obviously had everything, but like he killed people when they hit him you know what i mean like yeah he was there to set the tone to me snell is more like and this is what i wrote in my notes weird explanation and i even wrote if that makes any sense i said his style is more battle through bodies for a few more yards twist and turn than like break a tackle or two and make a splash play i don't feel like he's that type of guy he's not yeah. that type of i don't think he's that get off me son toss a dude to the sideline <laughs> make a splash play you know what i mean like i don't see that type of physically dominant runner to me he's more like i'm a twist i'm a fight i'm a get everything i can i'll like drag you for an extra yard on my back but Mm -hmm. like i didn't see that explosive impactful style of running that like you were like you sat up in your chair and you were like okay this guy like you're gonna think twice before you bring it with this guy like because Mm -hmm. he's coming at you full speed he's a battering ram like he's not just he's not just a pillar that's difficult to like wrap up and dictate your will on but like he's actually going to attack you you know what i mean like sure. i didn't feel like that with snell if that makes sense he's he's a north to south dude um yeah for sure that's just that's what he is i mean kentucky ran so much inside zone and power things with him basically up the middle between the tackles because i mean they didn't want to ask this guy to do cuts because that's not what he does i mean you get you you hand snell the ball he runs forward. That's about it. Not to say that he won't veer towards the tackles every now and then. There's a couple of touchdowns that he had last year where that's that's something that he, he did. There but were he a couple is, times he bounced out, like you said. Like there were a couple times where he was like, I can do But he this, is like. he is it doesn't look nearly as comfortable. He looks very right. he looks stiff as yeah. a running back. And so like not obviously not saying like he's allergic to the sideline, like he won't go over there or anything. Like you're gonna see plays where he is near the sideline, but I'm just saying he's stiff. He plays, I thought, with really high pad level when he was running. I, yeah. I thought that he was just a very upright runner. Um, not a ton of flexibility, like I said. Not a guy that's going to put his foot in the ground in one cut and go the other direction. It's just, he's a, he's a momentum dude. He's a, you hand on the ball, you're running inside zone, you're running power, you're just going up the middle. He's following the lead blocker, and he's just, like you said, he's tr- trucking through guys just to get a couple extra yards here. This isn't the... Um, this isn't necessarily a, like an Adrian Peterson or a Marshawn Lynch physical type guy. So I agree with a lot of the stuff you said. That was my analysis there of, of him being much more of a North to South dude and a less flexible running back than the other two guys that we, that we watched. Uh, one other note on him. 
I thought he was actually the best pass protector of the three. I didn't see. I watched three games of him and then a highlight tape, and I just did not see him pass really? like huh. much at all. I don't know if that was just because of the cutups that I watched, huh. yeah, or I don't know. you know, because sometimes him. they do. Sometimes they do cutups, and it's like, oh well, they're they yeah. just like late, like leave out some of the pass pro ones, and I'm like, no, 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 leave those in there. That's a yeah, he part can of cut. What he can he can cut. He can chip. Uh, he chipped. He cut. He uh, squared up. I believe that. I, yeah, I, I believe that with him actually. Yeah, so. he was uh, he was very impressive. Uh, not perfect, but. For a college back, yeah, I mean that's one of the big who is guys can who is yeah, am I right? Right, very much agree. Speaking of, before we wrap up the show, I think personally we'd be negligent if we didn't talk about preseason performances a little bit. I mean, okay, it was a big deal, right? Like to yeah. me, what I saw and I thought, I thought Baker Mayfield looked very, very, very good. I thought Sam Darnold was very efficient, smart, which was a big thing yeah. with him. He was yeah. accurate. He did not make many high degree of difficulty plays. I'm very okay with that. Like he was a great example for what i value as a scout as someone who scouts nfl or quarterbacks and i say i love splash plays if you can't make plays within structure i don't care though because you have to make those plays he didn't get an opportunity for a big splash play tonight i was very okay with that because he made the plays that were there consistently was accurate was under control was just smart uh, he looked he looked apart very much i'm very excited about him rosen's <laughs> did you get to watch last night I didn't. I oh didn't. Oh my! So I had to. I had to read. I had to read Kyle's recap on him. So that's all I saw from Rosen. They couldn't even snap him the ball, dude. Like, I mean, he was. It was rolling back to him every play. And that's don't why, tell me that, dude. Because I drafted. I drafted uh, David Johnson high in fantasy. Well, so this don't was tell backup me center. Just so you're aware. Okay. Remember, all right. Shipley all right. Got hurt. All right. Shipley got hurt. Cole went into the starting lineup. So this guy was the third string center. Just got moved up the other day. But I mean, you'd think an NFL team could get a dude that could snap the ball. So like. Here's an example. Sandy, or the Chargers are blitzing like literally every play. Rosen's looking down, trying to pick the ball up off his shoe tops, then and get his eyes up with a dude in his face and make a throw. I mean, it was like, he's going to die. And I mean, Wilkes barely played. <laughs> he threw less passes than anybody else, than any of the other rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, Wilkes was literally like, he's got to play with the ones. Like, that's what he said after the game. I was like, it's not often you hear a coach just straight up be like, we weren't going to learn anything from this. We took him out. So I gave Wilkes big props because it was yeah. obvious. You weren't learning much. Like, and and he was going to get hurt. Like, first play, or Melvin Ingram still in the game against the Cardinals' backup O-line. Unblocked, drills Rosen right in the mouth as he throws. Rosen completed it to the far sideline. It was a beautiful throw. But I was like, dude, he's going to die. So not a lot you could learn from Rosen's performance. I have not actually seen any of Lamar Jackson's performance. I heard it was better. I have not really seen any of his second showing. Uh, and Josh Allen was not horrible. Was not was did some things poorly you know but did some things well too and i think you know reason for optimism there you know i i mean peterman did play the best out of all those guys he actually played very well so no way oh i swear he did i mean I his only his only interception was right off a of guy's hands it was a perfect pass right off a of guy's. i hands. won't believe it I, I i kid you not i was as surprised as you as someone who had a fifth round grade on him. are you gonna are you gonna talk about chad kelly's good performance or are we gonna wait i mean all right, so we're gonna wait. All right, we'll wait till next week. No, when no, he does no. We can, I mean, talk. we can talk about it. Yeah, sure. Like he looked great against those fourth stringers. You know, like whoop, there it is. Big whoop. There it is. You know, big whoop. No, he actually did make his first touchdown pass was not impressive whatsoever. But no, he did make some good. When he settled in, he did make some good plays. That one where he got hit, he threw Second right, right at the top nice. of his drops. What Second was that? Nice. What? Second touchdown was nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think he he did do some good things. I mean, he was better than Paxton Lynch. Jeez, like, you know. Paxton Lynch, I'm telling you, man. 
when you did that dance at the combine, that was it. It was all over. Was it? Career was over. We knew it then. But yeah, good showing overall. I'm excited, man. Like, if we get five of these guys, and I know we we had our words with Josh Allen, but like, what if he hits, dude? Like, if we get five of these guys playing at a high level, I will be stoked. It is so good for the league. It's so good for the league, and we will have parity everywhere. It's fun. Awesome. It will be because it hasn't been like that, you know, especially in the AFC. Like, as an AFC guy, like it just hasn't been that way and i think it's going to be that way again so i'm excited for it i think it's good for the game uh, so looking forward to it we'll continue to kind of give our thoughts on rookie we don't want to make too big a deal out of it but we're not going to ignore it either so we'll continue to give our thoughts on those tomorrow we've got more running backs we're going to talk running backs the rest of the week we're going to our top fives on thursday friday we'll have our fan friday we'll also have a super show so we'll do a lot of cool things it's going to be a great week so as always thank you guys so much for listening keep it locked right here on lockdown nfl draft